Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Stone. Over there is John. Hi, John. Hello, Tyler. Guys, this week, uh, in the age of the great exposure of the liver king, we want to talk to you about the fact that everybody lies. Everybody lies in the fitness industry. Everybody lies. All gym owners lie. Gym owners lie to us. Your clients lie to you. Uh, how do you see through a lot of the bullshit? How do you help your clients see through a lot of the bullshit uh, in the in a business that is not necessarily as science and help based as you would think? Um, everybody's lying about everything all the way across the board, from how good your gym is doing to what your clients really want to what you think you are as a coach, as a gym owner. All of these things, uh, most of them probably aren't true. So we're gonna help you sift through the bullshit. Uh, before we get started, make sure you go to the uh, Join the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. That link is in our description. Uh, you can find that there. Also, make sure you follow the show at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. That's Tyler E-F-F-I-N Stone. And follow John. How can they find you, John? On Instagram at jbanksfl. All right, guys. First off, I opened it because it was just a funny clickbait, but the liver king thing. Guys, if you were ever like, Absolutely. you know what? I think this guy might be just really onto something here. Yeah, he's on something. <laughs> I'll, tell, oh, yeah. I'll tell you that for sure. But um, all, in all seriousness, I don't care about that at all. It was never, didn't bother me. I think uh, uh, DJ Murakami had mentioned on his thing the other day, it was like, if, you, if you're bothered by this, are you, were you bothered by the fact that you, when you figured out pro wrestling was fake? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's pretty true. Like you see, there's a lot of people claiming whatever on the internet um, that you just know very right away. Like, I, you know, you just know that's not true. You no know, guy that looks like that is not just eating raw meat. That's silly. And what's funny is like two days before all of the, the emails surfaced from this guy, I was seeing somebody come on who's like an expert. He's like, well, you know, it really is possible for him to look like this naturally because, you know, he does eat more organ meat than probably 10 people who eat more organ meat. And, you know, he's rich, so he's got a lot of time and he trains two, three hours. A day. I'm like, okay, you're, you're still wrong, you fucking idiot. And there's a, yeah, I won't go too far to the thing. There's a piece where I always tell, like, the first drug test everyone has to pass is the eye test. Okay? Yeah. And that's the thing people don't get. Even if you're like, getting into like a sport you go to like a te drug tested power lifting meet the mm -hmm. first drug test you pass is the eye test and if you don't pass the eye test you're going to get selected quote randomly yeah. and it's really really funny but john and i have been talking about this for a while that you know this industry is really not based on truth not only we try to, you want to be honest with your clients you want this thing but in the communications your clients lie to you mm -hmm. and gym owners Y'all lie to everybody. <laughs> you lie to anyone. We, gym owners lie about their business more than almost any other business I've ever heard in my life. I've been in many businesses and I'll hear gym owners that'll just really skirt around the truth a lot about how things are going and, and what mm -hmm. their prospects are or what, you know, and, and none of it is, none of it is accurate. Um, we work with gym owners all the time. But one of the things I think that's really important for you to know when you're talking, especially as, as a gym owner, we're busting your balls here. But as a gym owner, when you're talking to clients, they're lying to you too. And when you're coaching people, they're probably lying to you as well. And getting to the point where someone's willing to be like really honest with you and honest with themselves, um, that's where you can kind of start to open some doors and really make changes. John, you and I, there's gym owners that we can't help because they won't tell, they won't fucking live in reality with what's going on. It's like, dude, nobody wants, nobody's coming to you for this service. It's not what it is. Well, but I, I love it. Great. 
but that's not what they're coming to you for. Trust me, you're not perceived as this expert externally. What are people really seeking you for? And then you can become the other thing, but you're not this now, you know, and if you're not an expert, can you just help people? People trying to basically pump up their ego and portraying, I'm an expert on this thing and I'm an expert on that. Nobody cares. I've never hired a coach because I thought they were, they knew the most. It was really, what can they help me do? Where am I? Do they understand where I am right now and where I want to move through to? And, and that's a piece that the, the ego and unwilling to admit really where you are in the hierarchy of things can really screw you over. And as a gym owner or coach, you're working with clients and they come in and they're telling you, no, no, I eat pretty good. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's just like the skinny guy who tells me they eat a lot. It's like, no, no, you don't. And so in all of these things, there's there's a piece where it's like we you need to get on some sort of common ground. There needs to be some common denominators when you're working with people. And my biggest thing that I've learned as coaches is like, man, in nutrition, Jesus Christ. If like if I don't I, I hate meticulously making people meticulously track their food. I don't like it. I don't think it's necessarily a the healthiest way to do it. I think it's a required component in the beginning for people to kind of get calibrated and figure out, you know, what, what I need to know what they're actually doing before they can just kind of tell me that everything's okay. Because when most people want to come and talk to you about nutrition help and I will need to lose weight, what they really want you to do is tell them that everything that they're doing right now is just going to all of a sudden start giving them different results. That's what they want. That's what everybody wants. And they say they want a plan. They say they want a complete plan that they can just turn themselves over to, and they'll do that until they don't want to do that anymore. And that's not really what they want. And so nutrition coaching is one of the things, I think, as as a gym owner, as a coach, if you've ever worked in that space, you'll understand very quickly how much that applies to business coaching, business development. If your business isn't growing, the way you want it to grow. Can you really take an honest look at yourself, the things you're doing, the inputs you're putting into the system, the way you're, the way you're handling your business and the way you're, where you're putting your time. And can you say honestly and go, Oh, shucks. Why am I not growing? Cause most gym owners, y'all coach, you sit on ass, you take afternoon naps. You know, the afternoon nap is the gym owner's, <laughs> is the gym owner's thing. Right? You got to be up in the morning. You got to be there late. And, and so you are not working as most are not working as hard as they lead it to lead people to believe. And I'm here to call you out on that because I used to do it too. And maybe I'm just, maybe all these things I'm saying is just a projection, which is very likely. It's the, it's the Gary V in me, which is like yeah. all the things I'm calling out. It's like, I just see it takes one to know one. But mm-hmm. I just think, I think it's really true. And with the nutrition coaching, you know you're sitting there and someone's just lying to you because i've had clients that say you know yeah i'm following the i'm following the calories and the protein thing that you gave me very meticulously and i'm just not dropping any weight but and they're like can i add a fourth workout a week with you i'm like no how many calories is that gonna burn like come the fuck on like fix the food thing dude And, and i just know they're not doing it and there's nothing worse you know this as a coach Everybody knows this as a coach when you're telling someone to do something and you just know they're not doing it and then they want to blame you for the lack of results. That's frustrating. Okay. And in your business, if you're not getting the results and you can tell yourself and you can tell everyone around you that you're just really working hard, working hard ain't the fucking ticket. You got to be doing the right stuff here. And in the beginning, it's really hard where if you go right at someone, it becomes a he said, she said, he said, he said scenario. And when I worked in military school, uh, the big thing was all kids lie. So if you work off of that, that given that standard that every single person that interacted with us was lying to us, 
no matter what was said, it then was great. They're lying to you. You trust what they say, but you then verify that. And that's an old, uh, either, I think it's either Reagan or like a Gorbachev quote, which is like trust, but verify. But it's <laughs> but got used all the time, but it's the idea of trust, but verify. And this is where you can, um, really carefully go around having to go right at it and have you be the bad guy to where using using the nutrition example it's so easy to be like you know what i hear what you're saying like you don't even have to argue with them it's oh i'm doing all the things i'm doing it perfect i don't know what to do and it's gonna be like you know what great let's document exactly what you're eating for the next Mm -hmm. three like just like you said once you do that then they can't hide from it most of the time now they have to really be in a whole nother world and be oblivious the idea of where they would doctor up like what they're recording yeah at that point at that point they really don't want the outcome that's you have to truly not want a desirable outcome to then now when i've put it like now write it down and they're lying about what you write it down but still that even happens omission oh yeah is a thing when it comes to counting food, counting calories, kind of way. People are very, gen- very forgiving of their own math, and they kind of forget a lot of. Oh, I, I, ice cream! I write that down. And there's an activity that we do with gym owners, and I would recommend anyone do around this time of year as you're getting ready to go into January and start a new year and do all these things, which is that time audit. Because yeah. what's the the number one thing? that we hear from gym owners is that they don't have enough time. And I have almost never, when we look into it, seen any sort of actual valid limitation on their time. It is a poor prioritization. And not only that, when the time comes to start actually writing it down, most, I'm not saying, oh, there's some great high performers who really got their shit in order. But like, you know, listen, if you're killing it, we're probably not for you, right? You know what I'm saying? If, If your business is pulling you two, three million dollars a year out of your gym and you've got systems operating and you're an efficient person and you can see the next move and you're executing, like you you don't need John and I to kind of help sift through a lot of that bullshit to get you to that point. That's not who we're here to work for. But if you're here and you're in a point where you're not getting the outputs that you think you deserve from your gym, we start looking at your inputs. And most people will lie, this is an objection, dramatically about how much time they spend fucking around on their phone every day. At work, at, at, especially gym owners and coaches, yeah, it yeah. is. We we I've had to call people out on this because we were getting stuff from coaches who were like, you know, I work so much and I can't do it. I don't have any time to do anything. And I'm like, you are the first person to see any Instagram story that I ever post. Exactly. Ever. I mean, ever. Twenty four hours a day. Ever. I and, and you're not scrolling on Instagram. You, you don't manage your social media, so you're just wasting time. At the very least, within a couple of minutes, every fucking day, all day, like, trust me. And so when people start lying on those pieces, because on the time audits, people either take a month to get us one week worth of their time. Mm -hmm. And usually in that case, it's not even about us calling out. They call this is the observer's paradox, right, John, which is things are once you start to observe them, the data becomes a little bit polluted because the moment somebody starts to track their time. Every like just treat it like you're punching in for a time card. I used to have to do this at I was doing heating and air. I just have to at least account for what job I was on and what project I was at, or if I was in transit, like every hour would kind of need to be tracked. I couldn't just if I'm gonna spend four hours on one place, I at least gotta write that I was there for four hours and I was working on it. You know, that's that's you it's reasonable to expect. 
like once you're self-employed, people just throw that stuff to the wind and they pay no attention to like, oh, well, actually, I didn't do shit today. <laughs> you know, I coached and I hung out and I put out temporary little fires that I could have just, if I wasn't there, everything would have been fine. But yeah. the moment you start observing their time, people start to change the way that they work because they're embarrassed. Which is, by the way, for me is okay because if, if I'm consulting with someone, what I want is for you to become more efficient, for you to waste less time, and for you to realize that you're doing it. It's not for you to send me with your hat in your hand this list, shameful list of how you've been spending your time so I can slap you on the wrist and tell you you've been you know, a naughty boy. It's like, no, just, okay, now you see how much time you're leaking or how inefficient you're being. What can we do to fix it? And most people, once they start observing and they start tracking this, knowing they're going to have to turn it into another person, all of a sudden they change what they're doing. And that's all I want is the change, the change towards exactly. more efficient. So I'm not here. I, I don't care. You don't have to. Some people could write their time audit out and not send it to us. And they've gone to us and gone, yeah, all right. You were right. I'll fix it. I'm like, okay. And, that, and that's usually what we get. It's usually what we get. Don't ever get the time on it like truly delivered. Like we get it a couple days where we. And it's usually and and it's usually a little disingenuous too. I can usually see right through it. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, all the time. So the time on it stuff that we I recommend you just do it for yourself. Have you if you have a partner that's working with your business, do it for each other. Like, where can we find ways to make? If you really give a shit. Or are you just a fucking fitnesser who now wants to make fitnessing your bit, your, your kind of like job. And if you just want to have a job that you don't work for somebody else, great. But if you're trying to grow this thing, like, I don't know what to tell you other than it, like, it should be important enough for you to change what you're doing on the day to day. Well, and there's a bigger problem here. So, and we've talked about this before where it's, if you're lying, it's one thing, but the issue is, is that if you're like, no, I don't have time. And I, every, every member of my gym stays for three years. So my retention is fine. Mm-hmm. And I close 90% of all of my sales and I get 40 leads per month. And I've been doing marketing and I'm a techie person and, and all these pieces. Yeah. Then what ends up happening is that we say, oh, well, if we take that all at face value and we don't look at it, we don't try and parse that apart and really zoom in and say like, are you sure? what you're saying is true because if it's true then we can't help you. well and that means like the solution to whatever problems you have are you know way more complicated and just yeah. nine times out of ten it's a little it's bit not. like the yeah. dirty filter for you on- yeah this is this is a piece you know you need to know we talk they talk about this this is john and i dealing with clients that I, we know who are are lying to us and you as a coach deal with clients and members who are lying to you and wanting an outcome. And I would get service calls in the summers here. If you're, you know, if your filter's dirty on a, on your, on your air conditioning, you know, what's going to happen is the air is not going to flow. It's going to freeze up solid. And it's going to be hot in your fucking house. Okay. The solution to that really is just let the fan run to change your filter, wait a little bit and then turn it back on. That's a very simple solution. The amount of people who would panic and call when it's hot, especially when it's really hot here, they need somebody there right away. I get there and I go, Oh, there's a brand new filter in this thing. <laughs> it's like they just didn't, you know, they just didn't wait long enough before or whatever. And right. it's like, there's a brand new filter in this thing. Like, was the filter dirty when you changed it? No, no. And one of the things, by the way, then at that moment, 95% of the time they're wrong, but then now I got to do more work. Like I have to hook up, I have to check a bunch of other stuff because I can't take if I'm taking you as, as a human being who's looking me in the eyes, we're both trying to solve the same problem. We're both trying to solve your problem for you and your family. 
Okay. And you're going to look me in the eyes so that you don't have to shamefully say, yeah, I forgot to change my furnace filter. I, I, I just forgot. Fucking dirty. We're dirty. People. It's just, so yeah. Sorry. It's like, no, dude, like I've worked in this business. I don't change my shit till it causes me problems either. And I also know that's wrong. Okay. But like, that's a thing that people do all of the time. But now I have to embark on this entire other problem solving endeavor. It's going to cost you more money. It's going to take more time. I got to go through and check all these other factors because I, I have, am I, which I don't, by the way, I'm not going to act on the assumption that you're telling me the truth. I kind of have to go through and just see how things are going because, because, because otherwise I'm not there, even though you lied to me and based on that information, I go through and fucking do everything I can and it takes forever and we still settle on, Oh, look, that's what the problem was. Now you're going to think I'm lying to you. Right. That's the worst part. Well, I mean, I told you I've changed the filter. It's like, well, okay, then it can't be this. And so it just, it, it, it hamstrings the problem solving process. And that's a piece that like people, you guys in your business, you got to understand there's nobody to impress about your business. You shouldn't, you know, you don't talk, who are you talking to short of someone who's actually trying to help you that you need to be giving these numbers, this information to, or you just, it's that, it's that busy trap that people, entrepreneurs always fall into or anyone who starts their own business. It's a, it's a blue collar mindset. It's, it's really even a white collar mindset where people, you know, they're just, I'm just so busy. I'm successful. I'm just, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. And I was like, that's I'm, I'm grinding. I'm yeah. That sucks, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Like that's, it's that does not seem like the most effective use of your time. Then if you're having any trouble, you're just so swamped and you can't solve any problems. Like, what are you bragging about here? And do you want me to high five you? Or do you want me to pity you? Like, what are you trying to do now? What do we need to do next? And, and back to the time audit, listen, none of you work as efficiently as you can. Most of you work. I gym owners, I would say operate at, I would describe if I had to put a number, um, most gym owners operate under 50% efficiency, them in their day, the way they perform. And by the way, that's okay because I look, go look at an office job. Those oh. people operate around 10 to 20, 10, 15, 20% efficiency, literally in like pure hours worked in mm-hmm. the day they just they don't everything else the average is, is way low and i see gym owners that low as well who are pretending to fill that other time or being in the gym we talked about this to uh with gordon one of our guys and to get ready as he's about to open his facility it's like okay now once you get into the gym you got to understand that being in your gym is just not it's not working that's just because you're in your gym that's not an efficient use of your time because yeah. oftentimes just being in your gym if you're coaching that's one thing if you're doing things that got to be done in the gym that's another thing but just kind of hanging out and dealing with things as they pop up or come and go. That is, that's not working. That's just wasting your time. That's waiting around for busy work to come. That's sweeping the floors. You know, when somebody who's paid to sweep the floors should be sweeping the floors. Like that is, that is not the best use of your time. You should be detached from that space because you can constantly be getting interrupted or you need an office with the door on it or, or something. So you're not being distracted by just the little stuff. Cause once you're in your business, Man, it's tough to zoom out. It's not your fault for getting lost in that, though, because you're at work. You're yeah. literally at work. And the problem is that nine to five business office space mindset is that it's I'm there. I'm on the clock. And the thing is that we like don't forget as an entrepreneur, you get to decide how much money you make per hour. No one's mm-hmm. just flat paying you. And so that is definitely those pieces where it's maximize the time that you're there to be making the most amount of money. And that is where that honest assessment of where you are. 
And that's the, the folks that we've had that have been the most successful are the ones that just, they lay it all out on the table. Yeah. There's very seldom do we say like, does our bullshit meter go mm-hmm. off? But the have, folks that go ahead. Yeah. I mean, th- th- by the way, it's the only way. If, and, and I know this when I work with clients, especially for weight loss, when I work with weight loss clients as a personal trainer, people who come in who want to blow smoke, Oh yeah. You know what? I, so I started doing keto and then blah, 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 blah. And, and it's all this shit. And it's like, I know it's not true. Oh yeah. I used to be really strong. It's like, none of these things are valid. I need to know where you're at right now. I need to hear pain. I need to hear all the things that you know, your own shortcomings. Cause there's no one to blame for this, but you, I don't need to hear this laundry list of diagnoses that your doctor gave you that you're using to lean on or to blame for your problems. I don't, I don't need to hear any of this people that come in that are ready. I'm ready to put in the work. I know I fucked up. I just, I need, I need someone with me for this process. Pulling Like those are the people that have the greatest success. And in your business, it's the same exact thing. If you got to come and go, fuck, you know what? And by the way, some of you, you're in a position you can't do more. You can't do more even if you spent more time doing some of the other things. You are, mm-hmm. you are just in a spot where maybe you don't know what the next move is, or maybe you don't know how to execute some of these other things. So you stay sequestered away in busy work. And that's more or, less, more or less what it is anyways. You're kind of afraid to start leaning into this uncomfortable territory. But the people that come in and say, just own it. Own your failures. Own where you're at right now and say, I need this to be better. You need to really want it. You need to be able to do, be willing to do whatever these next steps we lay out are. Excuse me. And, and those are the people that will have incredible success. But we've had, you know, we've had stuff where it's like, yeah, we're trying to get new members. And, you know, yeah, we used to, I put a ton of time into marketing, but we kind of scaled back the marketing a little bit. And I look back and it's like, scaled back and marketing, you've done nothing on social media for, and some of these are, we've seen some of these where it's almost two years. Literally. It's like you've, you've moved into a new location and there's not even a post about your new location. I mean, this is, it's not that you scaled back your marketing. You've never done it. And now you're just trying to tell me like, listen, I know a thing or two about some things. And it's maddening to me because it's like, now I can't even help you in that regard. Right. Because I can't. It's, well, I know about copywriting. Great. Well, why does your copy suck? Then why aren't you making more stuff? Why aren't you getting people attracted to you then? Because your copy is good. You, you, it, the most frustrating thing I have when we work with gym owners is they'll say, yeah, yeah but I have this. It's covered. It's good okay, give me some stuff. Like just because the thing is getting done doesn't mean it's getting done well. And if there's a gap in say the flow of you getting, whether it's, you know, growth, interest on social media, engagement, lead generation from social media, organic lead generations, paid lead generation, sales closing, uh, you know what I mean? Like internal sales, other revenue, other revenue tiers that you have. If that flow, if there's something in there that's not working and I go, what about this? Oh yeah, it's good. It's like, well, fuck. Now I got to go chasing some problem. It's probably not the right one or it's out of sequence because you just don't want to admit that this piece is maybe a, this maybe a deficiency that you have. And we want, and it's and we very st- frustrating. And we stay in a pocket. Like we stay in a very specific niche down pocket of the f- types of gym owners that we work with and personal trainers that we work with that really are starting to make that leap from that. This is something that they want to be able to move, become more of a, this being a profession. Yeah. And they're ready to make that jump and make that leap and need a board of directors that are on their side. Because the fact is that for folks that want to scale and want to do big things, like we have, there's people we know in the industry that are going to do great and can do great things and can help you do lots of things. We know copywriters that are, inc- <laughs> that are very expensive. 
to yeah. work with. Like we know ads people, like there's so many pieces that we know and we know them and we know that part of the sequence so that we know, oh, this is where we fit. We purposely yeah. fit here. So when someone comes and says, well, I want to do some work or I want to do this or I want to do that. And the truth is not there. The lie is just all that's told. It's like, well, then dude, we, we, we literally can't help you because we don't want to. Yeah. Because it's from our perspective, you're actually here. You are fitting right in our wheelhouse. And I we think that we can do this, this, and this with you in the next six months, in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, no, 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 like I got it all figured out. It's like, well, well yeah. then the only solution then is to go over to these folks over here because well, we've got it all figured out. And we've talked about this with the sales process. Are you running a sales process? Do you have an app? Is your sales, when someone comes in, is how that conversation's going. Is that a thing that you have planned, that you have built, that you know what step one, what step two, what step three is, what you put in front of them, what you offer them? Are you just such a free form, brilliant conversationalist that you can connect with any person that walks in the door and close them and make them feel comfortable and optimize the outcomes and give them give them the opportunity to spend the most money as possible so that everybody wins, they're invested, you're getting paid, they're in a right fit for them that fits their wants. Can you do that every time consistently? Like, and that's just you. And then how do you impart that on the next person and somebody else so that you as a gym owner can detach from that process and still get the same results from your sales, from your sales team? Is it, is that a thing you're working on? If it's not, then we say, okay, well, you need to have a process. What does this look like? Write this up. And I can, we can always tell whether it's our process or whether it's someone else. And we talked about this in our you know, thing about giving people options and buying habits in the past about the offer stack. Excuse me again, I got to sneeze. Sorry about that. Um, but we've talked about that in the past and how I can always tell when you're lying to me. Because I can always tell if you're not offering people personal training. I can always tell if you're not offering people upsells into nutrition. I can always tell based on the outcomes. I can always tell. Just like you can tell if someone comes in and says, yeah, I've been on a diet. And I've been working out really hard for the last three years and I've just gained 40 pounds of fat. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe there's probably something wrong with your brilliant diet or your training program, probably both, or the fact that you're not adhering to either probably has more to do with whatever of those systems are or how deluded you are about them. And as a gym owner, how in the hell are we supposed to tune up your, the money you're making from people come in when you're just lying to us? But yeah, I really, I went through the whole thing. Bullshit. Because I know, I know these numbers, John. We went through the stats. How many people will pick your base? And it's like 20, maybe 30% tops will choose your main membership if that's offered at the bottom of the stack. If you have at least three items above there, 70% of the people, 70 to 80% will choose further up that ladder. Meaning 80% of the people, 70 to 80% will spend more money with you if you just give them the opportunity to don't even sell them, don't pushy, don't be pushy. Don't say, no, this is the thing you need. That's not it. Hey, here's your choices. What do you think? We also have the base membership here in the bottom too, if that's all you're interested in. Take a look at what do you think? And you can just roll with that. And that will, like I said, two thirds, three quarters of your people will spend more money than, than anyone you're closing right now. And that matters. But when a gym owner says, well, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm trying, nobody's buying it. No, you're not trying. You're not doing it. You're just not doing it. You're not doing it. I know. I can see it. The numbers don't lie. The system doesn't lie. Like it's just, it's very frustrating. So then what do you do in that case? Well, I'm going to not bother with this aspect of your situation anymore. 
just like when a client's lying to you about what they're eating and they start turning in, you know, they start omitting the fact that they're having ice cream or 16 beers a week and they're gaining, they just can't understand why they're not losing weight and they're blaming your plan. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all been there too, by the way. And you just know they're lying about what they're saying or they're omitting things that they're putting in when they are tracking their calories or tracking their intake. What can you do? Do you have to have that hard conversation? Well, you have to look some, to, to someone who's paying me money. I got to look them in the eye as a man. And I got to say, you are fucking lying about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are the problem. And, and it's, that's a tough thing as a professional. This is the difference. If it's someone, it's a friend, one of those things, I don't have a problem with that. As a professional, it's very difficult because you, if you go on the assumption that someone's lying to you and you call them out on it, it's very difficult because in a professional relationship, all those things are quotable. You know what I mean? Every one of those things is what, well, yeah, then he, so his nutrition plan wasn't working. And then I, and then he just said it was my fault, but like all that stuff starts getting twisted into something a little bit different. So you got to be careful when you are in a business calling somebody out for lying to you directly. And how are you going to prove it? Can you prove it's, it sucks. So it puts you in such a terrible spot as a coach. You as a gym owner should know then that about your business for the results to be the way you want them to be. You've got to exist and communicate about reality 100% unless it's about a cultural thing and it's less, it's a, you don't have to communicate like that fully with your employees and your, and your, and your membership base. If there's trouble with the business, if there's problems with the business, I'm okay with you delivering a unified front to your staff because you don't want them to quit because they think the ship is sinking. You don't want your members to think about jumping ship because they, you know, they see that there's problems with the business. So I'm okay with our lead, all of them. Things are great. Yep, I'm so busy, but things are good. Yep, yep, yep. Everything's fine. That's fine. But when people are actually trying to help you solve the problems, right? And you're lying, you're fuck. You're only fucking yourself over. Because guys like John and I will go, okay, and we'll know you're fucking lying, and we'll push the issue a couple of times, and the more, and then from then on, we just move on from that problem. Which means that's an issue that you are choosing to leave unaddressed in your business, and you do that too many times, your business does not does not come across the other, come out the other side. Oh, then, and ultimately for us, we just fire, we just fire you. Like we stop working with you. Like it's, it's only like shame. Yeah. It's kind of like the three strike rule. But I I found that as we have worked with folks over the years and, and worked with people, it's, you're not, as long as you're working from the standard that everyone's lying, right. You're never aghast. You're never shocked. It just is. Oh no. Like it's the, the standard here is that they're not telling the truth. So when they are telling the truth, that's actually the pleasant surprise. Yeah. So because you're always working from the stance of they're not telling the truth, what you do next is what's really important. And a lot of times it's just preemptively anticipating the lie. So if you have, because, because if the nutritional client that you've described says they've done all the things they keep getting away, it's like, then the, honestly, you need to go to a doctor because you probably yeah. have a tumor somewhere attached to your endocrine system and you're going <coughs> to, yeah, you got a tapeworm buddy. What's going on here? Like it's, Something is happening. And so what, like, and this is where a lot of times I like what I've seen when people are like, if you have somebody that comes in, they're a nutritional client and you want them to track like macros and things like that, those first couple of weeks to get themselves acclimated to where you oftentimes will see like a coach will want like, Hey, send me photos of your, your meals plate. for the first yeah. week. Right. Send me. And that's where now it's not like now they're not being scolded because yeah. hey, you're a fucking liar. And two weeks in, I know you're lying. So now I need you to start sending me photos. You just do it right out the gate. And now that's part of the standard. And now you feel more confident 
then at least they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Like it's, it just, it's another layer of accountability that gets built in. And that's oftentimes, right. It's what we do when it is the, the time audit is that send us your audit for those first, that first week, send us every single day. I want to see what your day looks like. And the moment people start skirting that accountability, same thing with coaching nutrition, people start missing some check-ins or you send some messages, Hey, send me or this, and they don't do it. Mm -hmm. It's them walking away from their chances of success. That's all it is. And you do need to communicate that in the beginning, because this is the thing. People do come to you in the beginning with an honest concern. Usually sometimes they're deluded about where they're at and why they're there, but it is an honest concern and an honest want. Usually I want to lose the weight and they just don't, what they don't want to do is admit that it's their fault. Okay. And you as a gym owner, you don't want to admit that it's fucking your fault that you're in this situation. That right now you're ill-equipped for skills. You're managing your time very, very poorly. Your ego is tied up into some shit that's not allowing you to solve problems very accurately. And you're deluded in the way you're communicating with clients. And there's just a lot of fucking things that come down the pipe when you're a gym owner that like it's it's it doesn't. By the way, it doesn't stop at anyone else, whether it is your fault or not. You may be doing a great job at this. If your business isn't performing, the buck stops here, dude. So I don't know what to tell you. It's the same trap that you've called out time and time again, that it's a client that pays for nutrition, pays for personal training, pays for whatever, that the um, the dopamine hit that they get for having paid to solve the problem oftentimes can be all that was needed. Yep. They just needed to have paid for it. We've ran into this with folks that have worked with us that have paid us a lot of money, paid us a lot of money and then don't ever follow through. Don't do anything. It's, like, it's super confusing. Why would you have paid it? It's like, oh, yep. you paid. Therefore, you think that that was. You checked that, that box. That that, box. that is and, the investment. And the yeah. gym owners, it's the same thing, which is you've opened <gasps> your gym. You've checked that box. I have opened the gym. I'm in my gym. I have all these things. So that box is being checked for you. And it's like, oh no, there's, there's more to this. That's actually when the game begins and we're artificially kind of having that same thing. So being able to identify what the the traps that our clients will fall into, we can avoid the same traps we will fall into as gym owners and personal trainers in our own businesses. Uh, one of the great things we have is it's, it's one of my favorite projects we're working with right now is we have a guy in the gear Academy who's launching his gym soon. He's moving into his physical location. He's been coaching people one-on-one in small groups out in the space, but he's, he's in this, he's now got his own facility. They open it up. We're running clients in there for in the next week or two here, once they get everything legally, legally set up. Um, and that project is great because there is no pre-existing bullshit. There is no pre-existing system that's tying up time. It, it, it is, it is really all right. What it is, it's a true zoomed-out look at things that you're able to get right away. And for those of you listening, if you're thinking about becoming, you know, either either getting into taking your personal training coaching that you're doing more seriously, really turning it into a real profession, um, there's things we, you know, we can do to help you in the Gear Academy. If you're looking to move into a physical location, really open a, a gym, whether it's group fitness, personal training studio, whatever that is. Excuse me. Um, man, that is the time to solve problems. Mm-hmm. It is not the time. It's very easy to get caught up in. And we've talked about this before. When you get into opening a business is that all the problems you got to solve are these little superficial things that are in the way of you and 
having lights on and a sign and people being able to walk in. You know, that is that kind of is the problem solving that you do before you get to take your big first deep breath as a gym owner and go, oh, I've made it. And it's like, right. no, you just made yourself a bed. Now you got to sleep in it. A big, and so expensive bed, big shitty bed here. And so you need, you just, you know what I mean? Like this, this thing is not going to give you much comfort until you start solving all these other problems that you have ignored because we start as, as a bootstrapped business. And that's the businesses I kind of prefer to work with mm -hmm. um, a bootstrap business because that growth matters. It's a, but if that's the way you're doing it, that's how people start. That's how people get familiar with that busy trap. And so people get familiar with like, yep. So I came in and I, I put the floors down and I, I did this and I did this and I wiped things off and I'm getting ready for this and I'm cleaning and I'm changing the lights and I'm doing, you know, you're doing all this stuff and none of it is terribly important in the grand scheme of things, but, but it's work and it is work that needs to be done. And we find ourselves being distracted by that type of work and that type of like, just like mindless putting in time box checking shit. And that's a, it's a bad habit to get into that. Then when you're not operating the business, you fall back on these, this petty little, I'm in the gym tasks. Like you're just mm -hmm. putting in time. It's like, motherfucker, you're not hourly. So start being efficient and, and go ahead. No, I was saying it's the biggest, like in that mindset, it's, you don't know what you don't know. And that oftentimes is where, where we are running into working with folks is that it's, the issues that we have seen from having worked with so many people are typically the issues that you haven't even considered yet because you don't know that they're a problem. And the yeah. way, just like you said, being able to work with someone that's like bootstrapping, getting started where the ground floor allows us to be able to do now, like we just start the foundation is built with these things. And now you don't have to kind of rebuild or build back into well, it. And, and in everything you do, every, every, if your business is operational, it's not sinking. Every task that needs to get done is getting done, truthfully. Right now it is. It just is. The bare minimum, some of them are costing you money, time, members, opportunity, reputation, whatever, but they're all getting done at some level of quality. However poor, however excellent, it's getting done. And in a business, what you need to do is constantly sit back and triage and go, all right, which things do I need to level up right now? Which one? And maybe I can't get, take it from one to 10. I can take it from one to five very quickly. And this is to give you a perfect example. We were talking with our guy who's opening up. And this is a piece, if you've been open for a while, you probably understand this concept. But me, when I opened my gym, I didn't get this, is that when I'm at my gym, I'm never going to be able to do any work. <laughs> I'm hardly even going to be able to work out at my own gym. Why? Because if I got a decent enough location and people are interested in us, you know what? People are going to stop in. Some of them aren't even interested in joining. They're going to come in and go, this used to be a shoe store. And they'll just want to give you the old Midwest chat for a while. And that's mm -hmm. wonderful, except, you know, I coach a bunch and I work a bunch and I'm here. This is the only, this is the 90 minutes that I have set aside for me to work out. And I'm in here by myself. And now, I have to stop and I have to humor this person or even worse. If it's a sales opportunity, you don't let them walk out the door. You got to have that conversation and it's tough. <clears throat> and, and I didn't realize that I was how many opportunities I was going to miss out on or how many bad first impressions I was going to have. Cause you never get the opportunity to make a better first impression, right. no second first impressions. So if you fuck that up, if you're rude or even worse, what if you're in there actually working, you're working with a client or you're coaching a group class Right. Unless you've got somebody man in your front desk all the time. Like, how are you? How do you how do you handle that when people walk in the door? Do you sink away and hide 
and just hope that they ignore, you know, I've seen coaches do this all the time. They're just like, can't bring themselves to going and having a sales conversation. Can't bring themselves to detach from the group and just assertively say, Hey, I'm really busy. Can I get some contact? They don't want to do any of this. So just kind of ignore the person until they walk away. That's like getting a walked out on at a restaurant. That's right. bad. That is bad service. Okay. And I've seen that happen a bunch too, but there's little things that you can do to make sure you know that that's going to be a problem until you have the staffing, right? Having staffing, somebody there to manage that at all times, that's your level 10 solution to that, right? Well, you don't have the money, you don't have the time, you don't have the right person, you don't have the interest, Just it's just now is not the time for that. Can we get a level three, level four, level five solution to that? Mm -hmm. um, and that problem may be as simple as, let me get a QR code on the door for when the door is closed. And that QR code needs to still, I still need to say, hey, if we're not here, scan this for more information and to contact us and we'll get back to you as soon as possible, right? And then you should be able to contact anyone within an hour, always just with a quick response. Or you can automate sure. that if you need to as well. Absolutely. Um, that's step one. You can also have that same QR code on the back of your business card that you leave up at your front desk. So that if you are coaching somebody or in the middle of something, you come and say, hey, this is, what this, so this is what we developed when I was talking. If I was with another client, I didn't want to still be rude and say, oh, hey, I'm busy, right? So what you do is the thing is you lay out your professionalism in this interaction. And I would come in and I would say, say, hey, I'm working with a client right now. I don't want to be disrespectful to the time that they paid for, but I can contact you as soon as I'm done. Here's my business card here. Just go to that QR code or shoot me an email. You can text me, whatever you want. And I'll get back to you right away. We'll set up a time where I can give you my time, my full attention. Off you go, shake hands. My name is Tyler. Thanks for stopping in. And boom, and you can still wrap them up. They're still impressed by you professionally. They're not turned off. They didn't feel like they walked in and got, you know, kind of just ignored or, or got shorted for time. They feel heard. They feel seen. And that, but that is, that does a simple thing. And for us, you know, if you're just about to open a gym, you maybe don't realize that you're going to be useless to a person who walks in the door most of the time because you should hopefully be busy doing something that matters or not being in the building. It's a simple solution because we've learned from my mistakes. We've learned from your mistakes. Yeah. And we've also seen gym owners that have been gym owners for six, seven, eight years that are making the exact same mistakes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this allows us to be able to now work with our guy that's opening up his new spot. And this is not going to be a mistake that he no. makes from the very beginning. And that, that it's a simple solution that's learned from doing things the hard way. So you don't have to. Yeah, our, like our MMA gym, you know, been open for about a year and a half. We saw, you know, when we solved that problem, the walk-in problem and people not being able to get dealt with, last week. Right. Last week, QR codes got put on the doors. Last week, business cards got there. So that, again, I'm just a solopreneur. You're working for yourself. You know, you're, you're coaching a group. You have an hour. You have all their attention. You can't stop and give someone 15 minutes. Even worse is, you know, sometimes it's difficult to manage if someone has an issue with payment or needs something sorted out if they come in during class you got to tell them to kind of fuck off right it's it's the truth even if they're a member so oh, yeah. you just you got to understand that like wh where are you going to be when people are coming for you and how do you make sure that that doesn't cost you opportunities how do you make sure that doesn't cost you the opportunity to make a good first impression because even if you can't deal with them right away which I, in a perfect world yeah you'd be able to but that's we don't live in a perfect world so how can we make sure that this works out? And those are the types of things like that level of being just being honest about things. So now this is a little problem that you can move forward, right? And if you're having trouble attracting leads, we can address the 15 different factors involved in lead generation. And it can't be like, I make, I, I do social media. I'm awesome. Okay. And I guess we'll move on from that. And that's obviously um, not a solution then. Then I guess, yeah. So whatever, I guess that's it at level 10. I won't try to level up that 
area at all, even though I can look at it and say it sucks. You know, so <laughs> I think that's important. So, guys, as, as, as much as you want to uh, outwardly put that things are going great, that you're, you're awesome, that everything is wonderful, you know everything, you got everything figured out, tell your clients that if you want to. You can tell your employees that if you want to, but do not be telling people that are here trying to help you that because it's, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to slow the process. You're only hurting yourself and everyone knows you're lying. And it's important because you're going to look the same way as, as your client who comes in and wants to lose weight and is lying about everything that they've been doing these last few years because it's just true. You know it. You've been in those situations. You had those conversations. It's the worst. So that was my last cough for this episode, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, make sure you join the Facebook group. Uh, that is the Gym Owners Revolution Facebook group. Uh, we start rolling out. We're going to have a big ch upcoming challenge coming up. We're going to help you kind of be able to readdress, like assess some things in your business on your own. You're going to be able to walk through them step by step. Uh, we'll guide you through this whole process from everything from identifying some of your best opportunities to make more money to building your offer stack to doing, mm -hmm. learning how to sell. And we're going to roll, th roll this through. This is probably going to be free for you guys if you're in the Facebook group. If you're not. Yep tough shit you won't even hear about it you won't even get the opportunity so get in the facebook group link is in the description follow the show at the gym owners podcast on instagram and follow me on instagram at tyler f and stone that's tyler eff i and stone and john at jbanksfl all right guys thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next week later